Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. I'm Karen. And I believe today we are tossing out random questions to each other. Yes. Uh, about sessions, about things that we've done, about things that we've experienced. Life. Just random mm-hmm. random stuff related to the work and related to how we function. Just mm-hmm. basically anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we're hoping that you'll get a feel for the types of questions that we are looking for uh, from all of you or that we welcome from all of you uh, to generate more and more podcasts so that we can keep educating. Mm-hmm. Cool. So who's going first? Um, I can. Okay. I can ask you a question. Um, do you have difficulty finding friends or having friends? Oh. I'm not sure if I expected any of these questions to be easy, but that, nope. was, that was a tough one to go with mm-hmm. first. Do I find it? Do I find it difficult finding friends? Uh, I have in the past, yes. Um, I think most of the people now that I'm introduced to know me through another friend and know what I do. And there's a general curiosity for it um, and a kindness and an openness to it uh, to listen and be respectful. It's getting easier, I find, with time uh, in, in friendships. Uh, Dating's a different story. Well, that's my next one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's gotten easier over time. And I think also because I've, I haven't really separated myself from my job as much lately. Um, I don't, I don't compartmentalize my life anymore, which is nice. So there's just kind of a fluidity um, in, in terms of relationships and career. It's just all, all one. So do you find that when you're with friends, if you're getting messages for them, you give them the messages or do you not? Uh, no, uh, but I think our gifts work a little differently anyway, because I think if I'm not sitting with the intention to hear or, or listen, if I'm just, you know, tobogganing or snowshoeing, I'm, I'm in a different headspace anyway. And oh, I'm doing okay. my own thing. So I don't think I've really gone into the same, the same level, uh, that you have with, with hearing just yet. Okay. So that leads to another question then. Okay. Can you turn your gifts off? I don't know that I have a good answer for that because I think in some some days I feel like yes I can and some days I feel like no I can't. Uh, that's I know it's a really shady answer, but uh, I understand. There are there are times when I'm more involved in activity. It, I find the more active I am, the less the less bombarded with the gifts I am. Like when I'm on the volleyball court, it, it, there's a f- like a sole focus on the ball. Um, there isn't a, a downloading of messages. However, when I go and get my water in between sets, you know, I hear, I hear things. So it's, <laughs> there's, there isn't really a yes or a no. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, how is it for you to continue your day after you've had a session where someone has shot the messenger? How, how, how do I continue my day? Yes. That has varied. Um, sometimes when they've shot the messenger, I, I've cried. Not not because I'm hurt for me, but because I'm hurt that they didn't hear the message. Oh, that, I like that. That that the that their spirit and their could be their loved one because it could be as a medium, like mm-hmm. that. You know, maybe somebody who's died has tried to come through and apologize, and they've shot me instead of taking the apology, and healing. And I, and, and, you know, somebody else might say, well, screw them. Mm -hmm. Why would you bother wasting tears over them? That's their shit. 
yeah, some days I can also be that person that says that's their shit. I, I can. Um, but those are the days, um, I think sometimes when I'll say my ego kind of pulls me in and I'll, I don't know if it's protecting me, but my ego is definitely engaged. Mm-hmm. And the days when I cry, I know my ego's not. That I'm just sad that the spirit world hmm. has been denied. Yeah. Has been shut down. Or disrespected. Disrespected, not heard, whatever you want to call it. And I understand that the person may have done that because of their own fears. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the fact that they don't want to make a choice about something or take an action. I understand that there's, there's so much behind a shutdown. And that there's so much behind shooting the messenger. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with me. And it has to do with their personality. I know that. So I, I know it's all about them. Mm-hmm. That, that it's all about the client. Are you done? Yeah. I have another question. Go. I don't ever want to cut you off though. Um, okay. I'm going to figure out how to word this properly. On the nights that you dream about clients, does it make it more difficult for you to love that person during the session? If it's been a difficult dream or a difficult process? No. Okay. But, but maybe Yes because maybe I can't remember every single case, like person when you ask that question maybe certain ones come to mind and my answer is yes like it's okay to keep loving them it's easy because in the dream I might get the vantage point from two or three spots mm-hmm. so um and you're not asking about a specific dream or a specific situation nope. or client but you can use specific examples if you want that illustrate yes and no, maybe. I'm just going to say that I'm always listening and I'm always learning, though. Mm-hmm. So even if I have a dream, and say I've dreamt that some a man has raped someone, yeah. and the client is, and that's kind of one of the harshest ones. Yeah, no, that's a good example, though. Okay, or or say, but it's it's I liken it to, to to when as a medium, say somebody's coming through, a mom's coming through, and she says that she beat her her daughter, mm-hmm. um, with words, mm-hmm. um that she destroyed her personality and her desire for life. She's got her daughter in a depression because of what she did to her. Mm-hmm. I can feel the heartache of the mother at this point. Yeah. I can feel the heartache of the daughter at this point. I can understand that the person who did that, the mom, that since she's crossed over, she's been healing. She's been understanding mm-hmm. Be- because there's always more steps to the process. And sometimes as human beings, we don't know that. Mm-hmm. We don't feel it. We don't ever experience it. But I know that the person may come through with the apology because they've done the work. Mm-hmm. And so when I know the work is being done, I'll call it the work, meaning processing, understanding. Development. Deve- yes. Awareness. So many different steps to it that... Um, there's there's joy for that there's love for that um so i'm trying to think why did you ha- did you have a, a response no i didn't but i wanted to tell you my intention of asking the question oh, sure. as i wag my finger at you um sometimes the clients are so lovely and so considerate of how hard we work oh yeah that they feel bad that yes. we've dreamt about them yeah and i think it was really important like i i asked the question for this reason i think it's important that they understand that it doesn't make it more difficult to love them mm-hmm. even if they have fucking exhausted us the night before mm-hmm. <laughs> um because it's part of the process because it's part of learning um because it gives us the whole picture mm-hmm. right um or the piece that was missing you know in in the big picture so i just 
Yeah. yeah. I don't, I never want them to feel bad because it's, it's all, it's part of what makes the connection happen. Okay. I just think you did a really nice job of that. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. Um, what's it like to go on a first date? Fuck. <laughs> Do you hear his thoughts? Do you, like, can you shut down your gifts and just have a normal first date and be like no. a normal human being? No. No, I'm hypersensitive to uh, <laughs> laughing my head off over Sorry. here because I already know the answer, but I know we get asked this She's all the time. She's just watching me panic. <laughs> no, I'm hypersensitive. I watch people's movements. I watch people's, um, like, every tiny, tiny movement that they make, whether it's, like, the twitch in their eye, whether it's the shiftiness of their shoulders, whether it's the playing with their fingernails or their fingertips. Like, I see it all, and I know... I know the source of the, of the anxiety. Um, no, I hear it all. I think what's most difficult though, is, um, really taking the time and kind of sitting in my own space to figure out, uh, what they are thinking, what I'm thinking, what they're feeling, what I'm feeling and knowing how to separate those things because it's not just about hearing their voice, they're hearing their thoughts, pardon me. It's also the empathic stuff of feeling all of their emotions. So, I might be sitting there and hearing information and, and really trying to listen to what the human in front of me is trying to say, but then hearing the thoughts and how um, they might think, oh, I hope she doesn't know I'm lying or that I'm exaggerating or that I'm just trying to you know make, make them or make her like me. Uh, so there's a lot of sifting through information that I think as two normal human beings out on a date, you're just sifting through body language and, um, and words, but I've, uh, there's a third element in there which makes things very difficult. And my intention is always to make sure that however we proceed uh, as two individuals, that it's going to be in the best interest for both of us. My next question would be, <laughs> do you ever get a date? <laughs> uh, they are very few and far between. <laughs> It's been a long time, but no, I've, I've recently gone on another first date and it was wonderful, but that person had, um, I don't know how to say this. They had, had a knowledge of what I do, um, through, a mutual, a mutual friend. So I think there was already an understanding on some level. And he admitted that he had actually listened to some of our podcasts before we went on our first date. So that he would know good questions to ask me and that he would kind of have an understanding of where I was coming from. So I thought that was pretty remarkable. But I mean, that was like the only time that's ever happened that someone has been that considerate to sort of, you know, we joke about creeping each other on Facebook before actually meeting someone, whether it's a friend or a first date. Um, He creeped me hard. (laughs) (laughs) but in a really wonderful way because it it allowed for a different kind of connection okay yeah (laughs) your turn uh okay um hmm i wanted to ask you a question with regards to being a mom but i feel like we've covered that lots um do you find it difficult to get information for your children yeah and difficult in what way i'll let you define it yourself um what do you mean ask that again do you find it difficult to get information for your children? It's kind of really broad. I don't know where, what you're I know. really asking. So I'm letting you define difficult in your own way. So whether it's difficult, because some people say they can't get messages for themselves, right? We've heard a lot oh, of psychics say okay. that they can't know their own stuff or their own family. Right. But, um, go ahead. Yeah, but as a psychic, you I get blocked for information about clients too. 
Okay. It's not just for my kids or for me. The guides have a no in their agenda. Right. They have a no checkbox. Okay. Um, they have a not yet. Um, they're, it's, it's not just about my children. It can be about me and anybody. Perfect. And when they say no, it's no. I would rather piss off a human being than a spirit. Mm-hmm. So um, if the if I'm just not going to get the answer, even if it is going to be that it's going to hurt my child, which is which has happened, mm-hmm. um, I've been given wrong information or blocked information about you, mm-hmm. um, where it hurt you, mm-hmm. and um, that is not easy. Mm-hmm. But it's it, I, I think people should hear that because you're the last person, you and Andrew, the last two people on earth I would ever want to hurt my own two children. Um, but equally, I don't want to hurt a single client. Yeah, I don't want to hurt as someone calling from Africa. It doesn't matter where they're from. That's that's not who I am. Um, so you do get blocked. You do get no's. I do like the fact that the universe will let me ask why. Cool. Um, and they may say... Like why it's a no? Why it's a no. Yeah. So they... Because I, I always will say, well, geez, you know, if you get a no, we can always ask them why it's a no. And sometimes those answers are better than the no. Um, but sometimes it's just a no. And they look at me with that little cold look and it's like, you're not going to ask another question. You're done. (laughs) And boy, I'll tell you when they're done, they're done. Yeah. You don't, there's, there's no manipulating. There's no people pleasing. This Mm -hmm. isn't human behavior shit, which I like because it teaches me something entirely different Mm -hmm. that I don't really get to experience with human beings. Mm -hmm. So I often say I like spirits better than I like humans. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, okay. So you talked about difficult in terms of receiving information. Yes. Uh, So I'm going to ask difficult in the sense of emotionally having to give your children messages. Is that, is that difficult? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I can think of when you've, you've asked me to channel Mm -hmm. uh, certain people, like maybe, um, oh, I don't know. I won't say who. Oh, go ahead. But you've asked me to channel a certain person in your life. Um, and give you messages about their behavior, Mm -hmm. which is not uncommon. Lots of people come and ask us to do stuff like that. And the answer is not nice. Mm -hmm. The answer can be that because I didn't love you. And and it's like, holy shit, I have to tell my daughter her very own fill in the blank didn't love her. Mm -hmm. And if I fill in the blank, I'm just doing it generally right now so people can connect to this. Not picking on this particular person. Mm -hmm. But say, for example, that I might have to say, Kelly, my daughter, your grandmother, grandmother didn't love you. Mm-hmm. Your grandfather didn't know how to love anybody. Yeah. Or whom your uncle or your cousin is is a narcissist mm-hmm. and he's totally used you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that is extremely difficult because it hurts to give you the message because I know it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But it also can hurt to know that you're hurting, that that other person is hurting because that's how they're living their life and they're willing to treat you that way. And that those bonds of trust are broken, that families are, were supposed to create because you were related, but mm, they didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people live under a rock thinking that if you have a bond because you're family or your friends or you're married, that that person's supposed to behave in a certain way and then you yeah. find out they don't. So there's there's there there's difficulty in on different levels. Uh, that's why I'm asking, and I wanted yeah. to leave difficult open. So I want to kind of ask another question related to that. Um, so in an actual session, people ask particular questions sometimes, or they leave it open and they say, "Give me anything that you get." Right? 
taking that back into the question about your children, do you like when you're receiving information, do you just offer it as you get it? Or do you wait for us to ask questions? Both. Okay. So if it's in a session and it's open and there's consent, I give you whatever they give me. Right. Okay. So clarifying that I actually get sessions from you. Right. So if we're just in the kitchen, if we're just in the kitchen, um, and I, and I have to think now because you're more open than your brother. Yeah. So if I'm getting information for you, I, first of all, I ask the guides if I'm supposed to give it to you. Okay. So first of all, that's my process is mm-hmm. to make sure that the guides can give me stuff, but I'm not always to share it. So then even in sessions with p- people in the public, I still ask, is this something I'm supposed to say? Cool. So I have a process of asking the spirit world for permission. Um, and I pause for that. Because sometimes I'm given information and I have, an, I have that knowing or I see something, but I'm still asking. I mm-hmm. don't make an assumption that if I get it, I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Then there's also that process that goes within me that now I have to ask the person. So I have to ask you if you want something or you don't, or your brother or, or someone else. Whoever it is, I have to always get, I have to get consent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I have, I do my job. I live my life and I do that mm-hmm. because that's who I am. And if I'm, if the, you shoot the messenger or your brother or someone in the public, uh, maybe that's another question. Do I feel the same amount of pain if it's my own child versus, mm-hmm. or my brother or sister or a, f- a best friend yeah. um, versus someone in the public where they're just paying me a flat rate for the hour and out the door they go. Yeah. And I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to disconnect or do I ever disconnect? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love, sorry, this is not narcissistic. I love the question I just asked because, oh. because I wanted you to be able to be able to illustrate the entire process that you and I go through and to illustrate the amount of integrity so that when we, like you say, you hear a message, you don't assume that it's something that you're allowed to share. You check in and you ask a second question. So by the time the information is delivered, people understand we've gone through this process of asking whether or not it's something that they need to know at this time. Right. And that even if they come into sessions, because a lot of people don't ask questions for the first couple times, um, they don't have to panic thinking, I don't know what to ask. Mm-hmm. That information can come. Mm-hmm. That they don't, they don't have to have control. Sometimes too, like I, I, I have to ask the other person's spirit for permission. Mm-hmm. So somebody might come in and say, I want to know if my husband's having an affair. And I go, okay. And the okay means process has begun. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm answering you. It means process has begun. So then I wait. And I wait for all of my six senses to give me information. I might feel heartbroken. And then I know there's been an affair. I might see the affair. Mm -hmm. I might hear the word, yes, he had an affair. Mm -hmm. So I use, I use different senses to get this information. Then I have to ask, as this process is going on, I wait for my guides to give me, give me this and, but still guide me as to how I'm going to present this. Is it just a simple answer Mm -hmm. or am I supposed to describe what the woman looks like? Um, or the man, mm-hmm. am I supposed to just say yes or no, or am I supposed to provide more information? Um, whether well, three affairs, mm-hmm. she didn't ask me that, but oh, I got yeah. that. So if there's more information, what am I supposed to do? Cause sometimes it's just, it's like a downloading. Yeah. 
I also have to pause and ask his guides and his spirit if his spirit wants her to know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the why or the why not, Mm -hmm. if there's a no. So I may get the information, yes, he's had an affair, three. But his spirit may go, no, I'm not ready for you to give her that answer. And her spirit might go, we are honoring that. Mm-hmm. And so I'll look at the my guide and go, what do I do? No response. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I know the answer. And this is where people can be very angry with me. I know the answer, but I'm not allowed to give it to them. So I have to look at one client and say, I'm sorry, this is a no answer. From the guides. That from the guides. Not, receiving not from me. Yeah. From the guides. But they yeah. don't see it that way. Well, did you get the answer? Yes, I did. What? I am paying you for this. And that's when I sit there and go, yeah, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. If you're going to treat me that way, get out and take your cash. Go. Because I would rather, like I said, not piss off the spirit world. Mm -hmm. I'd rather piss off the human that's just going to go out and talk about me behind my back. Anyway. Anyway. And chances are they were going to talk about me whether I gave the answer or I didn't. Yeah. Because typically those people that when I do give the answer and say, yes, he had an affair, (laughs) she's going to go home and he's going to say, no, I didn't. Why would you see a psychic? They're full of shit. Mm-hmm. And she's going to shoot the messenger. So there's typically like a whole ball or whatever you want to call this of mm-hmm. yarn as to why the spirit world is doing all of this. And I am learning. I am always learning that there's more in that yarn mm-hmm. there, or whatever you want to call this. Cool. There's more to it. So when you ask the question, is it more difficult when it's my own child? Um, to give a message. That was the original question. I still get that if that's my child. Yeah. Um, But sometimes the spirit, and I have to let my child go through that pain. Mm-hmm. If the spirit world says no, and yet I see you dating somebody or Andrew's dating somebody, and there's going to be a shit ton of hurt, I am not allowed to interfere. Mm-hmm. And even when you or Andrew were to come in the door and say, this is what happened, I am in the space of being a mom and listening and loving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from the fact that I'm still mom. And some other mothers without these gifts might go, well, without those gifts, I already can pick up on all that shit. Yep, for sure. <laughs> I saw we, my husband and I saw our child going through that. We knew for 10 years that marriage was never going to last. Yeah. Best friends know it. But when you have these gifts, it's at a different level of knowing. Mm-hmm. It's coming straight from the person's spirit with more information about the lessons learned And yet I still know that moms and dads out there might say, or whoever, that they still saw all of that in their kid too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not disagreeing. Okay. My turn to ask you. Sure. Um, Which of all your gifts do you like the most? Oh no, Kel, I've got a better question. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Because you have all these gifts. Um, which of the superpowers? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Do you want the most? Which of, okay. You know how people always ask each other, if you could be a superhero, which of the, which of the superheroes would you be? Well, you have all those gifts yeah. of the superheroes. So oh, what do you, man. what do you do with that? Do you, okay. can you separate them and say, I like this one the most? Uh, there's your question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to explain some of them then because I think x-ray vision I've got, in a sense, because remote viewing. Um, and medical intuitive. And then I, yeah. And then I thought, oh, that's a good one. And then I thought about invisibility, but then I thought, no, because you're technically invisible 
while you're remote viewing things. So yes. I won't waste my power on that one. Uh, so fly. And I know I fly in dreams and stuff, but let's be honest, I'd like to fly as a human being too. Okay. So I think I would choose that one because I think the other ones are kind of covered in, in a different sense. Okay. Um, and I think I would like to harness telekinesis at some point. Oh, okay. I don't really know how to start going about doing that. Um, and I'm, I'm, I want to answer your first question, the one that I enjoy the most. I, I, oh, maybe I don't want to answer. Maybe it's going to stress me. <laughs> uh, medium. I think medium covers all of them because through the other, the spirits on the other side, they give me future information, which is psychic. They give me medical information, which is medical intuitive. They like the medium stuff allows me to provide all of that. And I know, I know psychics who are not mediums. I know medical intuitives who are not psychics where they have bits and pieces of these gifts and it's, it's amazing and wonderful, but I think the, the medium part allows me to do all of it. Or does the medium part allow you to present it in a palatable way for the client so that they hear all about all the other gifts through a loved one? Uh, And does it, does that make it easier for them to digest and accept? Yes. I mean, it can, if I'm channeling someone who's, who's died, but sometimes, uh, I know I can get very absent minded in a session and I'm channeling information and I'll say they, this, they, that, and some client will interrupt me and say, who's they, who's, who's actually giving me this message? And I'll go, Oh shit, sorry, one sec. And I'll dial back and kind of ask, uh, who's giving the information and it's their own soul. So that's not necessarily palatable, right? Um, if they're like, well, I would never say that to myself or I would never want to believe those things. Um, medium is a different is a different element does that answer your question sure okay yeah i had one for you okay and now i forget it's okay takes a moment because you're, yeah, you're so absorbed in your own plus you got me talking about superheroes and i'm just oh that speaking of superheroes this is my next question what has parker done for you in developing or enjoying your gifts more hmm gentleness he's just the most gentle spirit he he brings he gives me that gentleness but he lives it he is gentle Mm -hmm. so it reminds me that when when i'm angry when i'm feeling certain things that are not maybe gentle feelings Mm -hmm. or promote gentle behaviors or thoughts that Parker's gentleness always rem- just brings me back into that I can be gentle with myself and with other people, cool. humans, because the humans that, that don't understand these gifts and because of that, because of the ignorance or the lack of education, that they don't always behave well. Mm-hmm. And Parker just reminds me about being gentle about it. Cool. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Parker is our little puppy and he was named after Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yeah. Okay. And a question for you. Um, Hmm. I don't know where I'm going. Um, just a second. I was going off into asking you about social media for a second. Sure. Um, when somebody is texting you, do you remote view them? Oh my God. Are you talking about like friends? I don't know. It's just a question that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess so. 
Yeah, actually, I never really thought about it. Do but your, I, are your yeah. gifts so in tune Sorry. that as soon as you hear, because Kel, I know in a treatment, as soon as you hear a person's name, you see everything, yeah. get everything. It's downloaded so fast. Yeah. You don't even have time to take your first breath and you've got it in. No, you're right. Because I know I can often know that they're texting me from their car uh, or I can see them in their room or I can see them on the go uh, and not stationary. So I know that they're they're moving. Uh, yeah, I never really thought about that. Well, I bring it up too, Kel, because of people who are liars. Mm-hmm. And that some people will text and, and give a lie. Mm-hmm. And say I'm sitting in my car when they're, they're out having dinner with somebody. Or or they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're doing something they want to do. And they're lying about getting out of something that they didn't want to do with right. you. With you, I'll say. Because I'm asking. Right. Everybody does this to some degree. Yeah. Or maybe not everybody. Some people do actually have integrity. Um, but it, it, uh, it's, it's a good question to ask because it identifies behavior, but it also identifies how quickly your gifts kick in Mm -hmm. and that there is no really shutting off button because sometimes it just happens even before they text. So do you also get where you'll hear the conversations or you'll already know that somebody's texting you and what they're going to ask? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, do you also feel what they feel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know if it's if it's incongruent, like if they're texting, they're sorry, and I know they're not. Or if they're texting, um, you know, that they're sorry, I can feel how sorry. Like I, yeah, mm-hmm. and not even necessarily have to know them personally. Okay. Because some people will be like, well, I know my best friend when she says she's sorry, she doesn't really mean it. I don't have to know them that well. I can I can sense the the sincerity. When you get a, an email <laughs> um, where a client is explaining a great big long story, yeah, can you see all the lies in it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm asking you and more the exaggerations. Questions. Yeah. Okay. So I'm asking you these questions because we said we were hoping people would hear this mm-hmm. and that they would then think about how they're approaching us mm-hmm. so that truthfully, if they're really looking for help, um, for themselves that we get that but if they're calling or booking appointments for other people where they want control over another person and they're sending them to us so they can get information that we know that that you know that intention mm-hmm. okay yeah your turn okay when um hmm. when you listen to music mm-hmm. what do you actually hear and feel because of your gifts oh shit that just happened last night. I know. <laughs> that is so complex. I know. Oh, Kelly, where do I begin? When I listen to music, it depends on what I listen to. Okay. Um, if I'm listening to some of the stuff on the radio, that's I'll say boom, boom, boom music. Like pop. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel pain. I feel anger. I feel exactly what they're trying to encourage the person to feel. Mm-hmm. And some of the music is like, and I'm not picking on rap. They want people to feel an emotion so that they can help them process it. But I already do that. So I feel the emotion they're trying to create in people. So if somebody, if they're singing and it's uh, all about, she, this girl cheated on me and he's, he's singing like it's a, so- a sad song, I actually feel all the anger he feels. Mm. I don't just, it's not just the tune I feel. And some people feel the tune. 
So if it's a sad tune, they feel sadness that the girlfriend broke up with him. Okay. But I also feel the anger behind it. Now, I think this is really interesting, and people aren't going to know this unless I say it. You don't hear words. I don't hear any so words. for you to actually say that you feel the anger and not just the sadness, people would be like, well, duh, she's talking about, he's talking about her cheating on him. Karen doesn't actually hear words in songs. I can't even sing a single song almost. I will back you up on that. <laughs> so can Andrew and, and my friends. Uh, if the, When they ask, let's go do karaoke. And I'm like, uh, I haven't got a clue. Like nothing. Who in God's name has invited you to karaoke? Nobody. Okay. Sense the lie in that one. <laughs> no, because like we'll be sitting, we'll be sitting in the car traveling to you know wherever Ottawa, Sudbury, yeah. and I will hand you the you know the invisible microphone to like the best part in a song on the radio, and you're like, "What are you doing? I don't know this." And it's songs that you've listened to your whole life, like Motown stuff, right? Yeah, uh, Stevie Wonder, like all the, oh, the yeah. stuff that you really love, love, and I see you move to, but you don't actually know words. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I I I just hear this. I hear the melody. Um, but often when, oh, this is complicated when they're, when music is playing and the song is, I'll say on the system Mm -hmm. technology, quite often I hear choirs singing. Yeah. I hear, I call them the angelic choirs. I literally hear another, it's like listening, like somebody running two music systems. Got another question. Okay. It's like running two music systems in the same room. Yeah. And You'll, I'll hear the song that's on the radio, but I'll hear the choir singing at the very same time. And I don't hear their words either, by the way. Isn't that cool? Uh-huh. And if I turn off the radio, I still hear the choir. They, yeah. do, do, they just do not shut up. I can't tell all of you the amount of times she has opened my door at like one in the morning and been like, do you hear them? Do you hear them singing? Yeah, uh, I and I think there are some people that might think that that's crazy yeah. and they don't believe in it. And there are some people that are going to cry when they hear this cry mm-hmm. because I hear them so clearly, so loud, so beautifully. I hear the music. I hear the singing, the, the like the, I'll say voice as opposed to instrument. I hear when they come together. I hear them in tongues. You hear voice. Mm-hmm. So you don't hear words, but you hear like inflections in voice. Is yes. that what you're getting at? Okay. Well, you can, you know, if you hear, ah, like that kind of I thing. Okay. I know. But, um, versus yes. the singing of a song yeah. where there's lyrics mm-hmm. and they're actually saying the words. Yeah. Okay. So I can hear the, that, but I can also hear it in tongue. Mm-hmm. So I often hear what some people, and I, I can only assume are different tongues because there's, there are so many different intonations mm-hmm. um that give me feelings but also messages so it's almost like it's like they're downloading information through music for me which is exactly what radio and singing does it downloads information into you is that good yeah it's great okay is it your turn I don't know. You said you had another question. I didn't know what yeah, you I were doing. I wanted to be respectful and go back and forth. Oh, okay. Um, my question for you. Um, how do you cope with waking up first thing in the morning? What do you do when you first, just your eyes open or you're coming into your body? I reset my alarm. Oh, so do I. <laughs> That's so funny. Go on. Uh, okay. How do I cope? Um, hmm. I'm a side sleeper, so I usually wake up 
and roll onto my back and look up and force myself to kind of gently wake up to the ceiling. It's softer for me. It's less harsh. Uh, It kind of lets me feel my body. And I I liken it to um, when you're coming out of Shavasana in a yoga pose Mm. or at the end of a yoga class where they ask you to gently wiggle your toes and fingers to kind of come back into the body. I really like that. Uh, Sometimes I shake, which we talked about this in the other podcast about being an empath. I will vibrate from side to side or left to right um, just to sort of wake the body up gently. I don't do it violently or anything like that. Um, Yeah, and I usually go looking for you first thing in the morning. To debrief. Yeah, so we usually debrief while one's putting on makeup and the other one's being. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Typical day in our lives. Um, Question for you? Mm Um. how are funerals for you? Oh my God. I can't believe you just asked that. I hate them. <laughs> um, when I go to the wake at the funeral home, you mean? Or when no, I go funerals. to the church? But The church part? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, when people listen to the podcast, they're going to hear some stories about some of that. When I go... Okay, so I have to explain, first of all, that most of the people in my life are either that go... that where I go to a funeral has been to a Catholic church mm-hmm. um, or I don't know, Anglican Protestant. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. So I want to clarify, first of all, that that's my experience because of where I live and what we have in this community. Our funeral homes are set up to provide funerals to the church. Yes. And that they have their, the funerals in the funeral homes as well. Yeah. So I haven't been to a synagogue. I haven't been to some of other faith is what I'm cool. trying to oh, say. Yeah. And I want to clarify that because they could be very different experiences and I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, begin by um, when I'm in a church. Um, it, uh, um, it's not peaceful. Um, I have a very hard time because the spirit who's passed, the person who's died, the funeral who it's for, tip for me is talking to me. Mm-hmm. And they get up uh, and they're, I, I don't want to be rude to anybody in this part of the podcast, but I don't see them in the casket as dead. Yeah. So they're moving around the room. So if somebody says you see a dead body walking around, yes. Or I could say I see a blue ball, ball walking around. They don't have to be in their like old form. body. Yeah. Okay. So I want to clarify that because that there's there TV has made that look certain ways and I'm not about what TV has done. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're peaceful. Um, so they come out, and I'm just thinking about the, the last one actually that I went to. Uh, she walked around. She wasn't peaceful. No, she wasn't. She was really pissed off at the priest. And this is not my interpretation or my opinion. She was angry at the priest for saying that she was in heaven with God and in a better place when she wanted to be with her family in the church. She wanted to still, she was still in her process of crossing. And that while she was intending to get to a heaven and that she, part of her spirit was there. So I want to really explain this in conversation that while her spirit was already with her God, whatever you want to believe her universe, that she was also still with her family and that it's not like being a human being. You can love somebody and be in more than one place at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that she was already experiencing that. She wasn't stuck and earthbound. She was just with her family because she knew they were sad and grieving and missed her. And she was trying to give information. She gave me information to give to them. Remember 
there was her her little nephew. Yeah, we told this appeared story. as well, and he was there to help her in her crossing stage. So when I'm in a funeral home or in a church of sorts, um, I listen to that and I and I can enjoy that process. It doesn't mean that they have to come up to me and talk to me, though sometimes they do, and. Apparently, I said some things out loud. Um, I try to catch myself and not talk out loud in churches. <laughs> this is messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I sit in the last. Life. It's why I sit in the last row, <laughs> and perhaps why when some people see us in a, at a funeral, they either approach us and say, "What are you getting?" or they stay the hell away from us because mm-hmm. they don't want to know what we're getting. I see angels. I see so many things. It's such an incredible experience, both on the side where it's beautiful and on the side where it's very difficult because being empathic, I'm feeling pain of other people. Right. Um, So it's, it's, there's a lot to process. They're not my favorite place to be, Mm -hmm. but they are a place where I am learning. Mm -hmm. Oh, and she was yelling at the priest. She was mad at him because he was saying things that weren't true. Mm-hmm. that he was just reading out of a book because it's what you say at a funeral. And she was mad. Yeah. She was mad because he was lying. And the, and the lies were hurting her family because she wanted the priest to say that she was present, mm-hmm. that she loved them, that she was... And he, he, I think he does to some degree try to get that out, but it's messed when you're saying she's gone, mm-hmm. she's in a better place, she's not here. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, and that's what's hurting. Creates conflict. So thanks for shoving the knife in. Yeah. Um, versus where the spirit is trying to say, I'm here. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prove it by the second. And then, of course, the family's trying to ignore all of the proof. Mm-hmm. Your turn? Yeah. Okay. Um, what's it like going into a hospital? How 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 do you oh. function in an emergency room? Okay, just emergency room. Sure, because that would it's. I would imagine. Well, I understand it's more complicated, Kelly. Yeah. So let's go with an emergency room because you yeah. do have to go. I find it exhausting. I, I think pro- probably a lot of people will relate just because of the human or the lack of humanity. I think that exists in an emergency room. Um, it's so sterile. But I mean, obviously, it has to be in terms of the physical stuff, but it's so sterile in terms of behaviors Mm -hmm. uh, where people don't even seem to really want to interact with you. Uh, And by people, I mean the nurses that are supposed to interact with you. Um, It's very exhausting to sit there when you are surrounded by people who are in some sort of pain uh, as an empath where you're you're already feeling your own because you're in the emergency room um, or you're accompanying someone who's in pain and you're picking up on everyone else's stuff at the same time. Uh, you're feeling their anxiety about wanting to rush and feeling important, but then their their feeling of being devalued if they're not bumped to the top of the list, right? Um, so there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of thoughts that I hear in the emergency room about um, lack of power, lack of control in their own lives and not being able to get the help that they need because they feel powerless. Uh, so it's it's a very angry place, I think. Uh, that that's the biggest pain I think I feel in an emergency room. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why don't we call it quits for questions <laughs> sure. for today? Sure. And um, maybe, well, maybe we could say too that we're going to have Denise come in and yeah. she's going to host some shows. 
um, where she's going to interview you and I mm-hmm. and ask us questions so that it's not just people sending in the um, emails and, and questions yep. or meeting us on the street or phoning us and saying, could you answer this? And then we just answer it like we're just doing a show, but that Denise will pick up the page and she'll do the questioning. Um, yeah. Is it, and, and but, but people are still invited to to send us the, uh, their questions. Mm-hmm. And where do they send them? Oh, um, if you have a question or if you have a comment, uh, and we always suggest or always want it in kindness um, and, and being respectful of what we do, um, you can send us your queries to Bysarlo. Um, no, pardon me, info at bysarlo.com. Did I just screw that all up altogether? You came, it came together. Info at bysarlo.com. Here we go. And that will get to Kelly and I. And um, we thank you for listening this morning to our question and answer period. We hope you have a great day.